Good morning. Good morning. Absolutely. That's the way to do it, buddy. Sorry if I encouraged. <laughs> it's on you. <laughs> Amen. All right. Uh, uh, announcement real quick. Um, New Year's Eve at the Richards shop. So uh, dress accordingly because it is a shop. New Year's Eve party. Uh, all are welcome. All are welcome to come and enjoy. It starts at 6, and I was told that it'll end about breakfast. Uh, Laura Lee did say that if anybody would milk her cow, she would cook breakfast. That's all. No. Um, so all are welcome to come and join uh, Richard's, in the Richard's shop uh, New Year's Eve. Um, bring some finger foods. Um, uh, yeah, bring whatever you want to share. And enjoy a wonderful evening of uh, craziness with Beecher Island. Yeah. Hey, I forgot. Um, yep. So the kids just love to bring their wheelie, whatever they have. All right. If it has wheels, bring it. Motorized wheels? Probably not. We're in a shop. <laughs> yeah. If it has wheels, bring it. That includes a rope and demon, Tucker. Yep. All right. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. So that's what we have. Uh, and all are welcome to come and join in. So uh, please put that on your calendar uh, to join at the Richards shop on New Year's Eve. And uh, if people are not here, let them know that they're invited to. So uh, and if you know somebody that's not here, which we're, we have several. But uh, you know it's a good day. It is a good day, and I hope that every one of you have had a Merry Christmas. A very Merry Christmas and got to enjoy uh, Christmas with with friends or family and we have so much so many guests of friends and family it's a beautiful morning um, but you know what it's it's um, truly about our Savior coming to this earth uh, and in that a lot of times we celebrate that with friends and family and what a great time that is and and uh, I will tell you that um, if you were not here on Christmas Eve, um, I'm sorry. Because uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful uh, celebration, a time of praise and worship. And, and let me just say, if you did miss it, um, just go ahead and write it on your calendars now. New Year's Eve next year, be here. Because it was, or Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, sorry. Christmas Eve, um, it was, thank you, my wife corrected me. Uh, so Christmas Eve next year, mark on your calendar, because it was a wonderful, wonderful time. But I do want to say this morning, welcome to Beecher Island. Um, we truly do uh, thank every one of you for being here. And uh, I would just say that if you are new with us, uh, please stick around afterwards. Let us get to know you. Uh, there is not an issue of people talking at Beecher Island. Uh, it's okay to stick around and talk for a long time. Uh, yeah, Christmas Eve, it may have been 11 o'clock before some people went home, but no, it's good. So stick around, let's get to know you. Um, I do want to take a minute, though, to introduce you to Beecher Island. Um, for those of you that don't know, Beecher Island is, a is an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving Bible preaching church. And what that means is that we have no hierarchy. We have no hierarchy that stands somewhere else and tells us what we believe and what we are to do and what I am to preach. No, we have God the Father. God the Son and the Holy Spirit. 
and His Word to teach us all of them. And that's where it comes from, is His Word. And in that, uh, that is what we believe, and what, we, what I teach from is God's Word, 100%. And that's Peter Rowland in a nutshell. And if you'd like to know more, man, we'd sure love to talk with you, so stick around afterwards. Uh, and we would love to do that. Uh, I do want to take just a brief second here and tell this church body, though. Thank you. Thank you. Um, last Sunday, as my family and I departed from this church, uh, we were pretty overwhelmed. Uh, because of the outpouring of love and prayers and gifts that you showered on my family. So thank you. Uh, thank you for opening up your hearts and your church to me and my family coming in here. And not let me just be a guy to stand up here and bring the word. But you've opened your hearts to us and allowed us to be a part of this family. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. I can't say enough. I know that we are truly loved. And that's by you guys. So thank you. Thank you. All right, we'll move on to my sermon. Uh, I've been uh, praying and seeking and reading God's Word to try to figure out where I'm headed. Uh, we, we, we have just been in, in an Advent season, and we, we worked our way through that. And I, I was trying to figure out where to go, and I've been reading the book of John. And you know, I haven't had the privilege of working through a book of the Bible with Beecher Island. I've done topical sermons and it's been wonderful, but I haven't jumped into a book of the Word. And so uh, I've been reading John and I'm like, well, maybe that's where I need to be. That's where I need to be preaching. And, and I asked Casey, uh, my youngest, I said, Casey, I usually rely on her to give me great wisdom. Um, so I said, Casey, what should I preach on? What, where am I going? And, and she didn't know I was in the book of John. Uh, and she took her Bible and she was gone for about 20 minutes and came back and said, Dad, I think you better preach on John. <laughs> All right, I'm going to preach on John. And then I got to go over uh, to the Andrews house as, as the uh, many violinists were practicing and, and maybe one guitarist um, who needs to play more uh, in front of people. But... Um, <laughs> But I got to talking with Nathan, and, and I told him, I said, you know what, I think I'm going to John, and, and that's where we're headed. And he said, you know what, just this morning, man, just God laid it on my heart that Corey needs to preach from John. Okay, God, all right, I'll, I'll listen, I'll listen, God. And then uh, I thought, you know what, I better wrap up the Advent season. And I kept going to John 1.14. And I thought, okay, God, I got it. I don't need to wrap up the Advent season because we're going to jump into both with both feet into the book of John and we're going to take a while I don't know how long I'm not worried about it whenever we get through John we get through John but it's going to be good and so if you will turn over to John 1 with me and we're going to jump with both feet as we study John but before we get to John chapter 1 I think there's one verse that we need to read there's one verse in, in all of John that I think we have to read before we start looking at the whole book. At everything that John wrote. Because this one verse gives us great insight into what John wrote and why he wrote it. And I think that we need to keep it in mind the whole time that we read it. So turn over with me to John 20. 
John 20, and we're going to be in verse 31. And if this is not highlighted in your Bible, you should highlight it. You should underline it. You should star it. You should have this readily available on your mind when you read John. John 20, verse 31. It says, But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in His name. And I'll read one more time. It says, But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in His name. And what John is saying in this is he's saying, Hey, I wrote these things in this book so that you will know when you read it that Jesus is the Christ. There's no question that Jesus is the Christ and that by believing you will have life in His name. And that He is the Son of God and there's no question about it. So as we read through the book of John, I'm going to reference this scripture a lot. And I pray that by the time we are done, that one's memorized by all that are part of this body. <laughs> so, let's go to him in prayer and then we're going to, we're going to read John 1. Father God, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for every individual that is here, God. God, I know that life throws many things at us. I know that there's trials... For every one of us, we know that, that we are going to have those. And Lord, I just pray for anybody here this morning that's, that's in the midst of a trial. That's trying to pull them down. That's trying to tear them from you. God, I just lift them up right now to you. And God, I just uh, pray for them. I pray for courage for them. For strength. Lord, I pray right now that uh, as we start into the book of John... That we open up our hearts and our minds to the understanding of what John is writing, what he's trying to tell us, what, what we need to know in this. We know that this is the living word, and I pray that it comes alive to us. And that we seek you, Jesus, and who you are, and grow in our relationship with you through all of this. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna read the book of uh, the, the first chapter of the Gospel of John, and um, by no means are we working through the first chapter today. <laughs> but I think that we need the first chapter to gain understanding as to where we're headed, what's being laid in front of us, what's going on here. So uh, I apologize now that I brought my small print and I didn't even think about it this morning. But we're gonna we're gonna read chapter one. The Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, 
but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testifies concerning Him. He cries out saying, This is the one, this was He of whom I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because He was before me. From the fullness of His grace, we have all received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. But God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. Now this was John's testimony when the Jews of Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess, but confessed freely. I am not the Christ. They asked him, then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? No. Finally they said, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the desert. Make straight the way for the Lord. Now some Pharisees who had been sent questioned him. Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? I baptize with water. John replied, But among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me. The thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. This all happened at Bethany, on the other side of the Jordan, where John was baptized. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, this is the one I meant when I said, A man who comes after me has surpassed me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. <clears throat> I would not have known him except that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me. The man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is the Son of God. The next day John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying and spent that day with him. It was about the, ninth, the tenth hour. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus, the first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, that is, the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which, which when translated is Peter. The next day Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said, Follow me. 
Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip from, found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophet also wrote, <clears throat> Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw <clears throat> Nathanael approach, approaching, he said to him, here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus said, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You shall see greater things than that. He then added, I tell you the truth. You shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. God's Word, and it is good. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're going to dig into a lot of this, and I'm going to tell you, we're going to be in chapter 1 for a while. So buckle up, because it's going to be fun. Let's go back to John 1.1, 1, 1, though. John 1.1. 1, 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. i got to tell you that we just uh, kind of went over this in our adult Sunday school class, and, and we talked uh, about this. Uh, and I want to encourage you that if you've not been a part of our Sunday school class, come and be a part of it. Um, uh, it, is, it is good. We're trying to dig through Colossians, and it's, and it's fun. Um, and, and a lot of discussion. But in that, uh, I'm excited to talk about these scriptures again today. Because I truly believe that we have to have an understanding of who Jesus is and who he was in order to work our way through the book of John. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. You see, Jesus had no beginning. He had no beginning. There is, there is not a date that we can put to the start of the existence of Jesus. There's no date there. He did not come into existence at the birth. That was not when he first arrived. There's a lot of people that want to believe that, and there's a lot of people that want to teach that. Not true. Not true. Because when we start digging into scriptures, we can see that Jesus was from all eternity. From all eternity. And I always talk about we need scriptures to back up what we're going to preach, right? What we're going to teach. And we have to stand in the scriptures of God's word. And so in that, let's go to Colossians 1, 15 through 18. Colossians 1, 15 through 18. It says this, Colossians 1, 15 through 18. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by Him all things were created, both in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things. And in Him all things hold together. This is absolutely talking about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because when you go on and read verse 18, it says this, He is also the head of the body. The church, that's Jesus, that's the Savior. No other way around. 
And it says, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. It is good. And then just to make sure that we understand who the word of God is in John 1.1, 1, 1, we better go to Revelations 19.13. Revelations 19.13 says this, he is clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the word of God. It is Jesus. It is Jesus. He was in the beginning with God. See, John 1, 1 is absolutely talking about Jesus Christ, and it's not talking about God Himself. Because when we read verse 2, we can see that it wasn't God. It says He was in the beginning with God. He was, he was there with Him. The Bible teaches us that there is one God. And I want to make sure we all get this. There is one God. One God. And there are three persons in the Godhead. The Trinity. It's talking about the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All three of these are persons of God. And there's no way around it. You see, it's not enough, though, to just say that, that Jesus is a God. Because verse 1 it dives into it. We can't say that, he, that he's like a God or God-like. Or that is even divine. It doesn't match up with what Scripture teaches. The Bible teaches that He is God. And verse 2 proves it even more. Because when we go to verse 2, it may seem that it's just repeating verse 1. But it's not. It, John has given us even more detail. Proving that the Christ personality and deity is without beginning. There is no beginning date to him. He did not become a person for the first time as a baby being born of Virgin Mary. And he didn't become a God after the resurrection. Not true. Jesus is God from all eternity. Period. And then we read verse 3 of the Gospel of John chapter 1. All things came into being through Him. And apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. Colossians 1 that we just read ties right into this verse. But more than that, John is proving that even more, that Jesus was not a created being. Rather, He was the creator of all things. I'll be honest, when I was younger, I couldn't wrap my mind around this. When I didn't have the maturity that I have today, I couldn't wrap my mind around that. Well, God's the creator. God created everything. Jesus was the creator. One of my favorite verses in Genesis chapter 1 is verse 26. And I've shared this with many people in our Sunday school class. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 says this. Then God said, let us make man in our image. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds and of the sky and over the cattle and over the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. That's everything. And he said, let us make man. Who is us? 
I always like to say to people who do not believe that Jesus was from all eternity, okay, who's us? Who is it? You go to John 1, 1, we know. We know. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. Jesus was the creator of all things, and this includes all mankind, the animals, the, the heavenly planets, the angels. Jesus was in that. All things visible and invisible, without nothing, without Him, nothing was made that was made. There is no exception to this. No exception at all. If it was made, He made it. He made it. As creator, of course, though, if He made it, He rules over I want to make sure, though, that we understand that yes, Jesus was the Creator. So was God. So was the Holy Spirit. God created the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1-1. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the, of the waters, Genesis 1-2. Colossians 1-16, and all things were created through Him. That's Jesus Christ. And for him. All three were there at creation. They created everything that is. And Jesus was absolutely part of that. Jesus was in all creation. And when we start wrapping our minds around the fact that, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and he is from all eternity, then we can read the next verse. We can read verse 4 in chapter 1 of the Gospel of John, and we can start to see the depths of our Savior. And some may say, well, this is pretty elementary stuff. Pretty elementary that Jesus is the Christ from all beginning. It should be. It should be simple. But it gets pretty muddy. What did Jesus preach the whole time He was on this earth? That people did not understand. That he is the Christ. Many times they said the Christ is coming and he says, I am. This should be the milk. This should be the simple. But truly it is the meat of the gospel that we have to hang on to and know and understand in order to grasp the rest of the meat. If you want meat and potatoes, this is coming. This is the start of it. This is where it begins. Because then we get to chapter, uh, or verse 4. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. See, this does not mean that He possessed life, just possessed life. But that He was and is life. And the source of life. True life. Because you see, the word here includes both the physical life and the spiritual life. It's both of them together. When we were born, we received physical life. When we are born again, we receive spiritual life. True life. And both come from Him. Amen? Both come from Him. The word says, and the life was the light of men. 
The same one who supplied us with life is also the light of men. He provides the guidance and direction that each one of us need. It's one thing to exist, but quite another to know how to live. Quite another thing to know how to live, to, to know the true purpose of life. And to know the way to heaven. Because there's one way through him. One way. You see, the same one who gave us life is the one who provides us with the light for the pathway that we travel. This journey we call life. He's the one that lights the path. The light's the way, the only way, the true way. Guys, if you were here with us last Sunday for our Christmas program, you got to hear the names of Jesus spoken by all our children. And it was wonderful. It was wonderful as they spoke the names of Jesus. There are so many names given to him. But in the first chapter of John, he gives Jesus seven names. Seven names. He is called the Word, the Light, the Lamb of God, the Son of God, the Christ, the King of Israel, and the Son of Man. Seven wonderful titles. And as we start to work our way through John, I want you to start keeping track of the numbers. John used a lot. And these numbers become important. You see, the number seven almost is always tied to perfection and completion. And he gives him seven wonderful names. These things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that believing you may have life in his name. We're going to finish up here with verse 5. Verse 5. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. When sin came into this world, darkness fell upon it. This world is a pretty dark place. We can make it bright and shine, man, when we gather here, and, and I, I see all your, your, your beautiful faces, and they're shining bright because we're full of a joy that the world doesn't comprehend. But when we truly go out of this world, it is dark. And that darkness is always trying to pull you away from the one true light. The world and the evil that prevails in it does not want mankind to comprehend who Jesus Christ is. And it will battle and fight against it. But the greatest thing is that the darkness did not overcome the light, and it never will. Never will. No, man's rejection and hatred did not prevent the light from coming into the world, and I thank God for that. I thank God for that. The light shines in the darkness. It says, Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And I love to say the Son of the living God, because our God is alive and now. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw His glory, glory as the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. John 1, 14. That wraps up Advent right there. 
Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And I'm going to invite the music team on up. But if you've been walking through this world without the one true life, today's the day to change that. Today is the absolute day to change that. I want you to know today that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And He came for you. He came for you. He came for each one of us. But let me tell you, make it personal. He came for you. And the only way the Father is through the Son. Through Him. He is the way. Jesus Christ. And if you have not confessed Jesus is Lord, today is the day. To confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart. Because it's your heart too. Believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead. And the Word tells us you will be saved. It's an assurance. It isn't something that you need to, need to wish for or hope that you're doing enough for. No, it's an absolute. Jesus came for you. And when you confess Him, when you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you're saved. And that light is in you, guiding you to heaven. And that is good. That is our God. And if you haven't made that decision today to make Him the Lord of your life, today is the day. Today is the day. And if you've made that choice, but you've not been baptized, if you've not jumped into the water and said, I'm going to shout from the mountaintops that God, that Jesus, You are my Lord and Savior. Today is the day. Today is the day to talk to me about it. We can put some water in this baptistry up here and baptize you whenever you're ready. We're good at excuses. We're good at putting up roadblocks. We're good at putting up walls. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll wait till everything's just perfect. I'll wait till I clean myself up. You don't need to. Confess it and be baptized. That's what he calls you to do. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Let's go to him in prayer. Father God, I thank you so much for all that you do. I thank you that you are the Son of God. I thank you that you are the Christ. That we can put our complete trust and hope in you and know that we have a home. A home that's nothing like this earth. A home that is beautiful. A home where there is no sorrow and pain. What a blessing. And I pray that if anybody here today has put up some roadblocks, confessing you as Christ that, that God you just tear them down that you soften their heart and you allow them to come to you we thank you that that invitation is open to all to all God and I pray that if anybody needs needs prayer needs help that they seek you out and that they come to the back and seek that prayer is that I'll be back there and the elders will be back there. God, I just pray that people lower their excuses, lower their walls for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Stand and sing with us.